Chris Smith Show Open House. Well, obviously a lockdown isn't the best time to have your house on the market or to be trawling around the suburbs inspecting new ones, but the property market is still open for business and the Sydney market is still very strong. To tell us more, our regular contributor to this segment is Peter O'Malley from Harris Partners located in Balmain. Peter, thank you very much for coming in. Pleasure, Chris. Good morning. How do property markets work in lockdowns? Like, how do you have auctions and how do you have inspections? Well, this is the open house segment, but the thing is you can't do open houses at right. the moment. It's a closed house segment this week. <laughs> uh, this week it is. Uh, inspections can still be conducted, but they must be by appointment on a one-on-one basis. Um, you can do auctions, but they must be online. So that's a pain for you. If 50 people are interested in House X... Yes. How do you find 50 individual times to take those 50 people to House X? It's very labour-intensive for the real estate agents, there's no doubt. The flip side to that is a lot of um, half-interested buyers or B-grade buyers, so to speak. Tire kickers. Uh, Tire kickers will opt to wait for the lockdown to finish. So we've got people inspecting properties today, but it's only the most motivated buyers and sellers that are out there looking to do business today. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, But we can still buy, we can still sell. And we can still lease. As far as the real estate market goes, this is a soft lockdown, a hard lockdown, which is a, which is what I think we saw in Victoria, yeah. where you couldn't actually even inspect properties during their lockdown. Yeah. Um, so as I say, if you do want to do business, you can do it, but you'll find reduced stock on market and refuse, uh, 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 less buyers out in the marketplace. Okay. I spoke with um, Peter Switzer a little earlier. He was talking about a general 20% rise in prices in Sydney, now that the financial year has just completed, what do we know factually about what's happened yeah, to our market? That, that 20% is correct, but it's correct for houses only, Chris. Right. The standout from the numbers that came out this week is that uh, unit prices in Sydney rose 8% in the first half of this year. Yep but only 5% for the full financial year. So what that tells us is apartment prices were clearly falling heading into Christmas last year as we articulated at the time on this program, but they have recovered in a very healthy manner. That's a tremendous bounce for apartments, 8% in six months. Yeah. Why, why, why do you think that that has occurred? I think the, the price differential between houses and apartments became so wide that purchasers were forced to finding value in the apartment right. market because rents have haven't recovered. Uh, investors looking for yield haven't returned. So it really was house buyers flicking over to apartments. Does that indicate to you that in the first part of this financial year or the next six months, we will see apartments catch up? I don't think so. I think right. you're probably see a, seeing apartments peak now. The rental market is still very soft. The news this week about the borders tightening uh, further will hurt the rental market. Yeah. Um, so I, if I was looking to sell an apartment, I'd be looking at these numbers now, saying this could be as good as it gets or close right, to it. Right, for some time. For some time, that's right. When the correction rolls in, and we must keep in mind this could rise further yet, but when the correction rolls in, given the amount of debt that's gone into the property market, it could be quite nasty. Okay. That's interesting for people who are looking at apartments and people who are looking to sell apartments. All right, so what about the peak for houses? 
Uh, a market stops rising when it stops rising, Chris, and that's how you have to look at it as a vendor and as a uh, purchaser. Markets tend to respond to triggers. So if we go back to 04, Bob Carr invented the investor's tax. That stopped the boom at that time in its tracks. In 2012, the RBA increased interest rates. That stopped that boom at that time in its tracks. In 2017, as Peter Switzer just told us, the APRA stepped into the market with draconian lending measures, and that stopped that boom in its tracks. So markets respond to triggers. I don't think this lockdown is the trigger to turn the housing market. I think the thing we need to watch is do APRA step in once this lockdown is over and we've cleared COVID out of the community, do APRA step in and stop the market from rising so strongly? Another real estate agent said to me, a Queensland real estate agent said to me during the week, and I was up there, they said, it's only when we get all of these expats who have come back home, back overseas again, that the heat will come out of the housing market. Is there some truth in that? Uh, they're a contributor to the boom, but the, the massive contributor to the boom that we're experiencing is low rates and an inability to spend our money elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, baby boomers, as we've discussed, have sold down the family home en masse and they've gone to regional lifestyle markets, which have created a boom. Queensland's been a depressed market for a long time. Um, we spoke about Brisbane houses in February 2020 as being a good bet for investors. Since that point in time, Brisbane housing has also risen 20%. Right, okay. Okay, so I'm an investor. Where in Sydney should I be looking? Because a 20% increase has not happened in every suburb. It hasn't. Um, I'm not sure there's any investment value in the Sydney market, if I can be frank. Right. Um, I think if I was an investor, I'd be looking to capital cities that are starting to move that look undervalued. So I was in Western Australia recently, and every Western Australian wants to tell me that the Western Australian government is the only Western government in the world that's in surplus at the moment. Now, the median house price in Perth is 550000 I think that represents opportunity. Right, when okay. we spoke in February... Uh, 2020 about Brisbane housing, their median price at that time was 560000 We're at 650000 today. And I still think Brisbane housing has further to go. So Brisbane housing, Perth housing, um, where else would you consider? Because Hobart and Tasmania has gone berserk as well, hasn't it? It has, as has Canberra. Right. Uh, Canberra's got an, a median house price of 770000 uh compared to... Um, uh, uh, Sorry, 877,000 compared with Melbourne at 930,000. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so that's interesting. Brisbane, Perth is somewhere that if you're an investor, you should be looking and maybe keep your nose well and truly out of the Sydney housing market. As an investor, I yeah, think, Chris, yeah. If, if you're an investor and you're coming into Sydney at the moment, you're simply speculating on this house boom will continue. There's no meaningful yield in Sydney to speak of. Um, so if you are an investor, you invest to make money. So what you're betting is that pr- property prices will keep rising given they've already done 20 30% in some markets. Great stuff. Great insight <clears throat> as usual, mate. Thank you so much, Peter, for coming in this morning. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks very Good much. On you. Peter O'Malley from Harris Partners in Balmain. Hopefully some advice that you may heed or at least take on board as you consider what to do with property or to get into the property market.